Welcome back to another episode of Duality. My name is Aria, if you're new, and this week's episode is a conversation with my one and only sister, Candice. She is currently in Dublin and has been since September. She's finishing up her medical degree out there. And we decided to record one of our many conversations, this time focusing on friendships and childhood stories, our experience as sisters. I hope you enjoy and I hope you feel less alone listening to this. Let's get into it. What qualities does your best friend have that you like require or that are the most important to you? I listen. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not just saying, they back up their words with actions. So they talk less and do more. Yeah. I love how you said listen. And like to anyone who would hear that from you would think, well, like that's easy. But it's not. <laughs> and I think I said this in the last episode that like I'm not going to speak if I'm not being heard. Yeah, because what's the point? You talk. Yeah. It is what's the point. And, like, being heard is more than just, like, someone heard the words leaving my mouth. Yeah, I mean, like, people can listen to what you're saying, but then just be right, like, they're at the back of their mind, they're just ready to say whatever they were going to say. Yeah, like, they're just waiting for you to stop talking. I mean, they could still hear what you're saying, but... It's not like digesting, it's not registering, they're not actually trying to respond to what you said, they're just waiting. Yeah, it's not a conversation. It's like a monologue in pieces. Sometimes I feel like I do that to you. I think, like, anyone probably does it. I'm pretty sure I've done it. No. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) No, I think I have. I think that there's a time and place in every friendship where... If someone is going through a lot, like it's it's important to make room for them to speak on it um, and just to listen and not problem solve and not like give your opinion and all of that nonsense that doesn't actually matter. And then there are other times where like as friends, you just talk about things like it's an open floor. Yeah, I think when it gets hard, for people to kind of just sit back and listen is when people come to them with like something they're dealing with and they feel like they should be doing something more than just listening, but they don't realize that listening like actually really helps and you don't actually need to do anything unless a person is asking you to do something. I do think it's a shame like how rare active listening is and presence is especially when it comes to someone who calls himself your friend i think a lot of times people use the word friend like oh that's my friend because they're collecting people they're not actually like you don't actually have a relationship and they don't actually know you or pay attention to get getting to know you or getting to understand you yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're shaking your head uh, cause I'm remembering 
that one of my so-called friends got mad at me because this person that I don't consider a friend really an acquaintance because I don't know anything about them and they don't know anything about me was upset that I told them to stop treating me in a certain way because we are because I said we aren't friends we don't have that relationship so I'm uncomfortable by how they were treating me and apparently I hurt their feelings and by setting your boundary yeah (laughs) because I said we weren't friends which was just the truth Hmm. Like, there's a difference between telling the truth in a situation and setting a boundary and saying a harsh truth to make it sting. And as much as I know you, and I actually know about what you're talking about, is that it, like your intention is literally just for it to stop. The way that they're speaking to you or speaking around you, or you just like you don't want to partake in whatever they're putting down, which is fair. And you addressing that is not to, like, stick it to this person. It's not to, like, hurt their feelings in response to you feeling hurt. It's literally just, like, stop. But what did your friend do? (laughs) My friend basically turned it on to me. And that I should be nicer or I should have said it in a better way and that I shouldn't burn bridges even though it has nothing to do with I mean, if you're not friends with that person, there is no bridge to burn. Yeah, exactly. So essentially she prioritized that other friendship over the one that she had with you, which like, of course there are going to be times where like as people we don't agree on everything and we don't agree with what everything does, or we don't agree with what everyone does and how they do it. Yeah. But your friend, from the sounds of it, refused to acknowledge anything that you were experiencing. Yeah, no. It was straight to defending the other person. Um, because this friend, it was just a whole... Thing. But basically, <laughs> it was a group of them, including my actual friend, doing this behavior around me that I was not comfortable with. And so I told them all separately, but they all talked. Obviously, they all talked to each other behind, like, behind the scenes. Um, so, yeah, I think the worst part was that my actual friend didn't even apologize, like, didn't know how to apologize didn't apologize didn't acknowledge didn't like care to even say anything they said i'm sorry that you feel that way oh god (laughs) don't even get me started we could have a whole (laughs) we could have a whole episode on apologizing and like maybe that's what we should have done but Saying I am sorry for how you feel is not an apology. That is a, I am sorry that you're bringing this to my attention. Make it stop. Yeah. If they were actually sorry, they would say, I'm sorry for making you feel that way because you're actually acknowledging that like what's in question is their action, not your response. 
And apologizing for your response is bullshit. Because that's not the problem. When you go to apologize to someone, you address what the mistake or the error or the problem is. And the problematic behavior is not that you don't like it. I think people are just, they want to be comfortable. They don't want this, like, they probably think it's like drama being brought up or whatever. They just want to stick with how things are and have things easy or whatever. It's a shame and it's kind of hard to deal with people who value comfort over all else. Not only will they bystand like your friend did when there's conflict, unless like, actually, I guess your friend didn't bystand at all. (laughs) Your friend just chose, okay, there are people out there who will prioritize popularity over all else and like being accepted by more yeah they want to belong to the bigger group they don't want to be in this small little group where they don't have like you said they're collecting friends so that they look like they are so likable or or they feel like they have people around them but they don't actually know the people when you take the approach of collecting people it's like collecting anything like let's pretend it's shoes if i have two pairs of shoes they get all my love because i only have two options (laughs) whereas if i'm like how many shoes are on my shelf yeah i was just thinking about all the books on my shelf (laughs) (laughs) so like when you do that with people like you don't actually have deep relationships or bonds with all of these people that you're collecting in all honesty all of us as people are only capable of holding a certain number of humans and friendships and relationships close to our heart and actually doing a good job of maintaining those relationships yeah that's why i have a lot of unread books on my bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot of unworn garments in my closet um it's the same, yeah, it's the same thing. And I think that, like, friendship is, like, many things. I don't know. Is there anything out there where quantity should be valued over quality? I don't think so. Why wouldn't you want quality? I don't know. I'm sure there's, like, something, like, if we thought about it and put on our, like, nerd hats, I'm sure we could come up with something scientific. But putting that aside, in like most things, friendships and relationships, quality matters far more than quantity. And like that what that means is that like what quality of friendship or connection do you have with the people around you? And it's just better. Like, wouldn't you rather have a friend? that you don't have to explain every little thing that you do and like that actually gets it yeah that gets that gets you with you having without you having to explain how you are who you are (laughs) all of it all of it yeah it's you i think this is why a lot of people still feel so alone despite having so many people around physically around is because like they don't nurture friendships and like I personally and I don't think this is an unpopular opinion by any means like would rather have like 
I have like three to five really good friends that I hold close to my heart at one given time. I can't, I find that if I try to have more than that, I neglect things and I miss things and that makes me sad. So like, it's just not a good thing for anybody. Um, and less than that is obviously okay too. But when I try to have all of these people in my life, like I just feel, I feel neglected because I'm not, I don't have time for me and I'm not being a good friend if I'm neglecting myself because like I feel exhausted and drained. So no, I can't show up and like be supportive to you. Yeah. I think we're the type that like we would try, if we had too many people, we would try um, to support them and then you you do end up like costing yourself because you don't have enough like you don't have enough for yourself the whole like empty cup thing pouring from an empty cup <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> yeah I feel like I learned the hard way compared to you growing up because like I am very outspoken um, and because like, I don't care about what anyone thinks, I was like automatically like cool and I was just loud and I took up space and I never really understood it, which showed me very early on that being cool is a scam and a half. It's like based off of what, and these people don't even know me. So like, I don't really get it, but Regardless, I remember distinctly being in the third grade and being like, I don't know why they think I'm so great because they don't know anything about me, um, but I'll go with it. And so what that meant is that like I, I was friends with everyone in my class. And at that time, our classes were like, what, like 30 yeah. something kids, right? It was a lot. And like I definitely neglected certain people. And then, like, I always felt guilty because I was like, oh, no, like, I didn't get to talk to you today or whatever. And it's like, how are you supposed to juggle that many humans? And I guess that's, like, one example of basically the entire, like, concept that we're talking about in the sense that I am always a lot happier when I am only close to, like, a very small handful of people. And I do a really good job of like nurturing those relationships and knowing them and getting to know like the weird things about them that like other people don't know at a distance. Yeah, because I feel like when you're in group situations, this is why I hate being in group situations and I don't talk that much in them because I feel like it's just so, it's so superficial. Like you never get into a deep conversation if it's like, I feel like more than three people total mm-hmm. is too many. Mm-hmm. I'm not good when there's three people. Three the crowd. <laughs> like, no. Like, as soon as there's more than just, like, me and the, like, one other person, I even, and it's not, like, I don't think you're shy, but I do speak more than you. Yeah. And so, even I hate it. Like, I literally hate, I hate talking. I agree with you. I detest speaking in those spaces where there's just, like, too many voices and there's too much going on. Because, like we said earlier, we're not being heard. 
And when you're acutely aware of like when or when someone's listening to you and giving you the level of presence you are giving, like I give my whole self an awareness in what I communicate and you do too. Therefore, if I'm not receiving that from somebody, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Plus for me, it's hard because everyone, like, especially if it's a loud place, nobody can hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have a quieter voice. I don't know. I need to project more, but. I think you need to project. I do have a soft, or. I mean, my natural voice is very low and is hard to hear. I only know this from ordering coffee um, in drive-thrus. They're like, what? And like, (laughs) (laughs) and I know that like, and when I say my natural voice, I'm talking about my natural voice. And I know that I fall into this habit of like a very sharp, um, louder tone when I'm talking to other people or I'm in group settings or I'm talking to someone I don't like, um, because I'm like forcing the words out of me so that you'll either listen to me, you'll hear me, or it's just like my default tone. Um, cause they don't hear me otherwise. So like, I understand the, like, you don't do well in loud spaces thing because like my throat hurts after I talk like a lot and with someone that I don't like, for example, because I'm like forcing my throat to like change the pitch of my voice and the inflections that I make while I'm speaking so that like they can hear me firstly and they won't speak over me second. You have to speak from your diaphragm. That's what I know. (laughs) I don't think I learned that properly until I started recording where it's like, wait, it's literally just me or maybe one other person. I'm so relaxed. This is what my voice sounds like. Yeah, I think people were shocked to hear your voice. That's my real voice. And I know that a lot of people think I put it on for the pod, which is cute. But a lot of people don't know you, so. (laughs) This is true. This is very true. I have to be very comfortable. Sorry. What? I was going to say, so you were talking about, like, how back in grade three, everybody kind of was, wanted to be your friend. Yeah. I don't think it's changed. So (laughs) people, people still kind of gravitate towards you and, um want your attention or want your energy yeah so how do you deal with that uh the same way do you think it's the same way you dealt with that oh god no I remember well because like when you're a kid you want to be liked like you really care about that that's true right so I ate that shit up when I was like what nine I was like yes I'm because I was so uncool and that's why I thought I was like duping them because I was just like what? are you guys blind like what is going on like I go home and watch Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and like I love reading a book in a day if I can like I am not a cool kid and I don't know I I think it's my personality that's the only thing that I can like chalk it up to Cause I guess also from like that age till now and me experiencing the same thing, like that's the only thing that's the same. It's yeah, I think it's your personality and 
just your confidence. I don't think mo- most people don't have the confidence that you have, I think. And there's like two ways to respond to confidence. And I was actually having a conversation about this last night in a meeting where like a lot of people are rubbed the wrong way by confidence and they'll like act like you're stuck up or like boastful or whatever. And then it's like really rare and nice when people like actually value that and admire that in you. But then there's like a third response. And this brings me back to your question where like people act like they like, like you. But the closer they get to you, the more insecure they feel because they realize that they don't, that you have something that they're lacking, that they want and admire, but they're lacking it. And when you experience lack as a person, um, there's a lot of ways that people respond to that. And so your question, I don't think I have a good coping mechanism when it comes to numerous people seeking my energy and attention um I get really irritated which I think is pretty obvious um and I think the reason I get so irritated is that like I'm very clear with my boundaries and I'm very clear with what I want and so when someone consistently seeks out my time and energy and is ignoring my response I feel so disrespected And that's why I get pissy because it's like you are coming at me with your shit and you're not listening or paying attention to me. So you're showing me already that you're not going to be a good friend. So I'm good. Like you're not respecting that I don't answer my texts every day. And I'm not going to. Like literally I think I posted a screenshot last night from last Thursday, like a whole week And I still haven't texted that person back, by the way. (laughs) And like the people who know me and actually understand me and actually respect me for who and how I am are not offended with the length that it takes for me to get back to them because they recognize and they know how many things that I'm working on and how low priority texting back is for me. Um, But they only know and can understand that because they make room for who I am as a person. Like I'm not just this like bank of energy or attention for them. Yeah. Cause they actually care. They actually care. So like when people come to me with that energy and although I probably have a lot more than five people that I, that are doing that and it is hard for me sometimes. And I don't know if I'm any better in the sense that like the difference between me now and me in grade three is that, <laughs> Um, I have a filter. So like instead of the entire class, it's like 10% of the class, but it's still like more than what my capacity allows. I'm also really introverted. And like, if this is your first episode listening, I'm introverted. And if this isn't, then you already know that. But my social cup is very small. (laughs) And I think that's uncommon for people with my personality. Yeah, I think maybe that's why people who don't know you don't get it. They think that you're really social. So they might be like, why wouldn't she want to talk to me? Like, Like they make it about them. Yeah, and I'm so not. Like, I just want to be alone forever. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm really not kidding. I know. <laughs> Is that why it's funny? Yeah. <laughs> I think that the it's also like reverse psychology in a lot of ways because like I know for a fact the more I enter my energy and express my energy of wanting to be alone, the more people are up my ass. And then, but if you give out the energy, like, oh, I really want friends. I really want. <laughs> Nobody wants to no be No one friend. gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. It's really stupid because if you think about it, I'm literally putting out the energy of I don't want you. And people are drawn to that and want friendship with me because then to them, it means that like she doesn't even want friends, but she picked me. Like it's this idea of being yeah. chosen. Which has caused a lot of problems in my life. If you you know, so like <laughs> if you think about it, like the type of people I attract, it's sometimes it's really bad because of that. I mean, yeah, you've had people come close to you just so they can hear whatever you're going through and spread it to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or who like the idea of me more than they like who I actually am. They like to be known as the one who knows you. Yeah. It's like a status thing. Inside dirt. So gross. <laughs> and then those same people will turn around and be like, when I have to talk about my problems and stuff, and this is something I experienced more so in high school, I had a friend and they were known as like the closest person to me. And so everyone was too scared to talk to me. So they would go and talk to this friend of mine. And um, this friend, unfortunately, would breach my trust and answer and give the intel and the details of my very private life to these people that I don't know. And then would come back to me and have the audacity to say, I'm tired of talking about you. <laughs> The very few, because you know me too, like habitually, I have, it's not habitual, but because of the way my life is shaped out, it takes a lot for me to lean, especially at that time. So like I wasn't leaning on her, but when things got really hard, the one time I tried to, that's what they said to me. I'm tired of talking about you. All I ever do is talk about you. They and that's you to other people yeah exactly like you're not, <laughs> not a good friend sweetheart get your shit together i remember it in that moment i was like we're not friends i probably said it too and that's just like a whole other <laughs> facet of my personality now isn't it but god people don't know how to be good friends and it's a shame it's a waste Because if someone doesn't know how to be a good friend, they don't know how to recognize a good friend when they have one. I also think people don't really value friendship in the same way as, like, a relationship, like a romantic relationship. Mm. So they might take it for granted also in that way. I haven't experienced that in a long time, but I know it's a thing. I 100% know it's a thing, I think, just because, like, I'm older than you. And I've entered a very, like, I'm not in school anymore. I'm in a very different space. 
I haven't experienced and I don't tend to, I have a, I have more choice over who I'm surrounded with. And because of that, I don't witness that garbage anymore. But you are so right in the fact that that's so common where like people get into a relationship and they throw everyone else like out the window. And like how many movies and stories and TV shows do there have to be where they show that dynamic (laughs) and it doesn't work out and it's always like the person ends up alone. How many of those do they have to make until people get it? But then some, no, some shows, they don't end up alone. Like the friends forgive the person or whatever. And then they're there when they break up with their yeah significant other. And I'm like, would you? You should have left. <laughs> if your friend did that, what would you do? Like if your closest friend today, that's not me, did that. What would you do? Like, ignored me completely. Like, they just weren't a supportive friend to you during that relationship. Yeah, I would drop them. <laughs> this was, like, last year. I probably would have had a different answer. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you would. I'm not shocked because like I think I don't I don't remember as well as you do anyway who you were a year ago in contrast to today. So like I see you for who you are now and I'm like, yeah, she's like that. Like she's <laughs> been like that. <laughs> like I can distinctly remember what you were like as a kid because like you mentioned before we started recording were you still mean to me then was like <laughs> our dynamic where we weren't I wasn't fond of you anyway I was about to say we weren't fond of each other no I think I idolized you do you understand now or why now that energy was like I can't because do you well, know I- how I respond to that energy now Yeah, but I feel like every, like, younger sibling of the same gender idolizes, like, the older I'm one. definitely not faulting you for it, <laughs> but I know I know that my response to it was probably more harsh than the typical older sister, and it's because, like, I was experiencing, like, that whole putting me on a pedestal or idolizing me is energy that I have never wanted and makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me really uncomfortable. And so instead of communicating that to you, I was also a kid with you. We're not that far apart in age. (laughs) Um, I don't think I understood it as well then either. I was mean to you. And it was bad because when I'm mean, I'm mean. Like it's no joke. When I do anything, I like to do it well. I guess we can just keep it at that. I, but I feel like pain in my heart when we talk about it now or when you refer to it as such. And I need you to know that because when you say, were that. you still mean to me then? It like <laughs> it, It's like you're stabbing me now. To me now, I'm like, it's whatever. I don't care. Right. Back then I was devastating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if like other people started 
following suit. <laughs> you're like, no, you can't do that. I would lose <laughs> it if anyone ever tried to like exemplify how I treated you. Like if anyone outside of me tried to be mean to you, I would lose my shit. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure was so confusing for you. <laughs> And probably other people, but I was, at the end of the day, like you've always been mine. I've been very, I have, I'm not a possessive person. You know that, but I am so possessive of you. And I have always been very possessive of you. And I, uh, maybe it's because you're the only one that's younger than me. Like, you're just, like, mine. And, like, even now, I still, like, think of it that way. Like, you're, I don't give a shit. Like, that's just the way it is and has always been. Like, you were very much my sister. And, like, <laughs> you're probably over there, like, well, no shit. I just remembered. <laughs> what? How when someone tried to be, like, we're sisters. I was like, I have a sister. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that this energy <laughs> is not one-sided. <laughs> but whenever someone says that to me, like, oh, you're like my sister in my brain. And honestly, more often than not, outside of my brain and verbally, I will say, nah, I have a sister <laughs> and this ain't <laughs> say that like way too soon also and I'm like I don't it's know always you. people who don't have sisters that's true they don't get it people who don't have sisters or don't have like a close relationship with their sister anyway they don't understand why it's so it's so different it's like a whole other game of like a bond between two people like two women that's platonic yeah it's so different like I don't thank god I have a sister because like I don't I don't think I would have learned to love women the way that I do if I didn't have you or it would have taken me a lot longer at the very least oh yeah I can see that because yeah I have a tough time I have a tough time with people (laughs) (laughs) um I don't have a tough time with men or women specifically anymore but I know young when I was younger it was definitely a huge problem because I lacked the sensitivity I think that's usually required or was at the time anyway for me to get close to women and not hurt their feelings (laughs) not to say I didn't make boys cry because I did that too but you know I'm glad you stopped doing that. <laughs> uh, what, being mean to you or being mean, period? To me. I okay. really want to think about, like, what, what? I mean, you're not mean. I wouldn't call you mean now. You're just... I definitely indulge in my mean thoughts and shit in my brain. I people. But no, I don't do it. I do, like, feel it, and I give it room sometimes. Like, I'll tell you what I want to say, for example, (laughs) but I won't say it. 
Um, I can be very mean, but I don't think I am. I think people confuse honesty with being mean. I think that was the whole problem too when I was growing up because like I was, I ended up being both because I started out by being really honest and people called me mean. And I was like, well, if I'm mean, then like, let's be mean. You know, like I'm getting called mean anyway. Yeah. How sad. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, me being mean in my teenage years saved me a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean... It just goes back to, like, people don't want honest friends, though. That blows my mind. Well, some people do, obviously, like friends that you do have <laughs> well yeah because that's like one of the requirements I guess to be close to me long term anyway that's actually why most of my friendships end you're right they can't handle honesty or they think that friends should be lying to each other or protecting each other's feelings over like telling them what's actually good for them or what yeah It's not even that because like it's not like I ever when I like quote unquote lose a friend it's never someone who actually protects my feelings in any way like I never feel that I don't feel like I'm even considered and then usually what's happening is that I'm saying hey you're not treating me like a person or like you're not giving me You're not, like, being considerate of how I'm affected by the things that you're doing. And then they can't handle that. Just me saying that. I'm not... Because they would never take that from me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how people expect other people to be considerate towards them, but then not reciprocate (laughs) It's a huge thing of people expecting things that they don't bring to the table themselves. And it reminds me of a quote I found like a year ago where it's like everything that I expect or desire in another, I provide. Yeah. And I think like it was getting so bad that I kept questioning myself like, oh, I'm expecting too much. Mm -hmm. I should just expect less. Like why did (laughs) like that's why these friendships don't work out it's because I expect too much from them I think that's like a rite of passage and it's an unfortunate one and a very difficult one and an isolating one which is even more difficult during a pandemic (laughs) that has you stuck on the other side of this world for the unforeseeable future and we won't go down that sad dark rabbit hole But I experienced the same thing, and I remember telling you this a couple months ago, where, like, when I made the decision to be very aware and selective with my friendships and who I surround myself with, I remember spending six months, like, alone because all of the friendships I had were based off of things that either I no longer wanted to be I didn't want to party anymore. I didn't want—I just didn't want to do— I didn't want to go with the flow anymore. 
basically. That's what it was. It wasn't even about partying because at that age I wasn't partying anymore. I was done. It was like, I have opinions and I have ways that I like to spend my time and I'm going to prioritize those things. And if you fall off, you fall off. But also if you don't try to understand me, I'm not going to keep understanding you. 